We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hi guys, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only host of Loudmouth, Madison Hadler here. And let me tell you, I am so proud of myself for this episode because um, me and my guest ended up recording this episode on Monday because I was lazy bum. And some days I just don't feel like recording even though I have set recordings. So we, I kind of kept pushing it back, but on Monday we recorded it and I was able to edit it by today, Wednesday, the day that it comes out, and get it out to you guys. So I'm really proud of myself for that because if you follow my Instagram at all, you know that I absolutely hate editing. It's the worst part about having a podcast. I really couldn't tell you why I hate it because it's not that I don't like the sound of my own voice. Like, I don't really get – that doesn't really matter to me. It's just so tedious. Like, one hour of recording can can take forever to edit – Like, it could take, like, two hours to do if it's just a one-hour episode. So it just gets tedious, and I try to listen for quotes, and you can't really do anything else when you're editing because just editing. So enough complaining. I'm just really proud of myself for being able to put this out for you guys because I'm so excited because it has my lovely friend Tyler from high school on. Um, I've been wanting to have her on a podcast for so, so long um, because they are so so charismatic and my dog just walked I hope you guys can't hear his boss but they are so charismatic and so happy and joyful and they've always been their authentic true selves since I've known them and especially with Juneteenth being this Saturday I wanted them to talk a little more about their experiences about being a black gay human in the world and kind of talk about their coming out story and things like that so I'm so excited to be able to present her to you because they're amazing, and I hope you guys follow them. Um, So please enjoy this lovely tale of them coming out and just a little bit about Juneteenth and everything like that. yourself for us for the people listening at home okay i am tyler fields also known as prince tyler (laughs) i'm a flight attendant um 23 what else would you like i live in kentucky right now Louisville, kentucky they are he she him and her all right well (laughs) let's i let's just start off talking a little bit about juneteenth since it's coming up. What day is it on? It's on Saturday. Okay. I Saturday, yeah. 
Um, Juneteenth is amazing. Uh, I feel like it's gotten, it's like picked up a lot more recently than it has in the past. But basically, 4th of July is for like freedom. But when that happened, the clearly the slaves weren't a part of that. Mm -hmm. So Juneteenth is actually the day that everyone had to release all their slaves, no matter what, across like, not even just like the people in the North, like the South had to release theirs as well. So that is the day that a lot of African American people decide that's their freedom day like that's our fourth of july pretty much yeah because like a, some i know a lot of black people who don't celebrate fourth of july because it's not it was not for us it's not yeah <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't they weren't free like they like yeah so they celebrate juneteenth instead yeah so it's equivalently the same thing as fourth of july almost like they just a different day that we got our freedom yeah it's almost sad yeah i feel like it's so well i mean it should be taught obviously more in like history class i didn't like I knew what it was in high school, but I definitely didn't get more into it until college. Like didn't learn more about it until college. And right. that's so silly because we talk all about freeing the slaves, but then we don't talk about this day that actually freed the slaves. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's least just, you just learned the amendment that freed the slaves and that amendment still didn't even free the slaves because some slaves were still held captive even after that amendment was passed. They found yeah. loopholes to keep them. Um, a lot of like the white owners basically sold the land to slaves and then but for a very low price so that they could have their own land but they were still working for their slave owner and it was basically yeah, that's like that's just one of many loopholes they found to yeah keep yeah ca- captive yeah and I think it's so cool that Juneteenth is in the middle of like pride month too because I feel like it just absolutely encapsulates encapsulates is that the right word i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but like because i mean we all know pride was literally started by a black transgender woman woman. so it's like why not include like this whole liberation for black people in i know that's so amazing which also sometimes i'm like i'm like why did we put february as black history month (laughs) and not like not june for like juneteenth like I don't know how they choose that stuff like that's a whole other conversation but i was thinking about that earlier i was like hmm. you would think that this would go hand in hand with like juneteenth yeah and i think they're actually trying to make juneteenth an like actual holiday like okay. i know my mom's job she's a professor like you can instead of using your vacation time for fourth of july you can use it for juneteenth <gasps> wow that's pretty cool so progressive I mean, yeah it's nice that they're at least acknowledging acknowledging it, it yeah so you said yes. she's a teacher yeah, she's a professor at uh, okay. Ar- University of Arkansas. Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's pretty progressive for Arkansas, too. Like, Girl, I was like, woof. Yeah, they're probably, <laughs> probably like after Black Lives Matter, they're like, fuck, Leonard, how can we fix ourselves? <laughs> yes, their state flag, identical to the Confederate flag. They're like, <laughs> it's so different. I'm like, no, this is really cut and copy and paste. Like, no. I was like, oh. I, I can't believe this is legal kind of going on into a little bit more of pride month and things like that. So just the first basic little question, when did you first kind of realize that you were part of the LGBTQIA plus community? <laughs> I love the alphabet. Um, <laughs> the alphabet <model>. Well, <laughs> when I was five, I was very like clear with my parents that I wanted to be a girl. <laughs> five, I was like, I need a full sex change. And they were like, oh, wow, what? <laughs> like you're five. Like I wasn't even in school yet. He said, I know. They were like, we'll have this conversation when you're 18. And if you still feel that way, then we'll further discuss it. But like, we're not doing anything at five, which personally totally understand. But then like, I kind of like faded and I was like, oh, like whatever. Mm -hmm. I guess 
I just moved on. And then in seventh grade, there was a guy, <laughs> you know him, but I, oh God. <laughs> he had hairy legs in gym class. Literally. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's kind of it. Like, I love that. <laughs> hairy <laughs> legs is what got you? Yes. I was like, you know what? This has just answered so many questions. And I was like, <laughs> because obviously I was one of those kids who like would look in the magazine and go straight to the men's underwear section and be like, oh, this is cool. Like I was obsessed mm-hmm. with that part. But then like I saw his hairy legs in gym class and I was like, said, okay. oh, yeah, I was like, I need to go home and do some research. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like a couple like teachers that I had that I was like, oh, okay. Like they were never female. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm old trying to them in always so I knew 100% by seventh grade I feel like children just always like they're so pure and who they are yeah. and so it just makes sense when people come out when they're younger because it's like you're not kind of bogged ba- down by society and what you think you should be or not right and like there was no societal pressure because my parents are very like woke and they don't they're not like oh you must do this like a man you must do this like a female like at five like there's none of that like it was just like that was just free real and they were like oh my gosh okay and my mom would tell you that she knew from like the day I was born she's like I just knew it she's like it was never a question to me but she I think she thinks more that I was going to be bi though so did you did you ever like officially come out to them like after you know the five-year-old thing when you kind of like <laughs> solidified it or did you just kind of like yeah, so 2015, July 6th, uh, it's kind of weird, so I was going to a hotel party with a bunch of girls, my mom's like, why are you the only guy, and like, why are you trying to scare the night, and I was like, like, just leave it alone, like, it's really not a big deal, Yeah. and she, like, was, like, pushing for it, and I was like, a part of me now thinks she probably knew then, mm-hmm. and she was trying to get me to say it, because she'd asked, like, probably seven months before that, if I was. Yeah, and I totally freaked out on her. I was like, "You ever ask that again? It will be a serious problem." And she, was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Typical, like, in the positive response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she kept like asking, like, "Why are you the only guy? Why are you the only girl? A guy? Like, why are all these girls sleeping around? Just don't get it. Like, you're in high school. Like, why are you sleeping over with guys? Blah blah." And I was like, "Whatever." Mm-hmm. So I finally convinced her to say yes. She came and picked me up, and then I came home, got clothes, but I was clearly drinking at the hotel party. So I'd already been drinking when she came and picked me up. So, like, I was just, like, loose lips. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my friend Jalissa in the car with me because she wanted to ride with my mom because she was upset with my mom. <laughs> so we were texting in the car. I was like, should I come out right now to my mom? Oh, she was in the backseat like, oh, my God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my mom saw was texting. So my mom's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, that you can't talk about out loud in the car. She's like, tell me right now. And I was like, no, I'll tell you tomorrow. Like, I was like, I promise I'll tell you tomorrow. And she was like, I really don't feel comfortable sleeping over here without you telling me. And I was like, I was like oh my gosh, it's always about you. So then, was, <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I'm gay. And she you just like, said it? You just said it like that? <laughs> yeah, I literally said it just like that. And she was like, I don't give a fuck. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh my God. You're, I was like, you're obviously mad because you're cursing. And she was like, I'm literally a social worker. Why would I be mad? This is my job. That's so I was like, okay. So then we had a conversation, like, in the car with Jalissa in the back. Jalissa was, like, snapping in the back, screaming, like, my friend just came on the car with me. And me and my mom were having a heart-to-heart. <laughs> we had a, like, conversation about, like, everything. She was like, I really don't care, like, blah, blah. Then I was like, okay, well, don't tell dad. Because he was the one I was, like, really concerned about. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's a Black man raised in a Christian household. Like, 
I was like, how bad is this going to be? So I was like, let's just like skip over it, like not talk about it. And so, but it was awkward for a few months though, because he didn't know that I didn't know he knew. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that he knew because my mom clearly couldn't hold that again. Like she yeah. did not. So for like almost a year, it was awkward. <laughs> we yeah. just weren't like, like we were talking, but like not talking. Mm-hmm. It was like, like kind of just like masked a little bit. Yeah, I was just like, I, mean, I was like, how I bring this up to him? Like he's such a like, my dad. My dad didn't even talk about puberty with us. Like it's just, he's one of those. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> and then he called me one day and was just like, "Hey, I don't care that you're gay." And I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I was just like, "You like didn't even say hello or anything." He was like, "You can like whoever you like. I really just don't care. Like be you." And I was like. I was like, I was not in the headspace for this conversation. I thought you were asking what I wanted to eat for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> you just <laughs> called me up. I did not know. I was literally at the mall. <laughs> and I was, I was like about to check out. I literally remember putting everything down, walking to my car because I was like, yeah. I don't know what just happened. Yeah. I, was like, oh. I like he didn't even text you or anything. He just said, he just called you up and said, hey, and I know. Like, that's another thing. Me and him don't talk on the phone. Like, we, we have a great relationship, but like, we just can't talk on the, talk phone. the phone. Like, it just doesn't work. So, like, for him to even call in the first place and then say that, I was just like, sir. <laughs> but he ended up being, like, completely fine. He was like, if anyone in our family says anything to you, like, let me know. I'll handle it. I was like, oh, okay, pops. <laughs> and then, like, that day, uh, July 6th, I tweeted it on Twitter. I think I remember that, actually. Yeah, it was, like, a huge deal. I got a lot of support. Yeah. A lot of support. But that tweet at that time, like, it got, like, 500 likes. So it was, like, huge. It was in Uh, 2016, right? Yeah. Were you nervous about it? I just didn't know how to put the tweet. Like, I just didn't know what to say. I was like, like, I'm gay. Yeah. Or is that person just, like, rainbows? I don't even, I need to know what I said now because, like, I don't remember it. But, like, I just remember I used every colored rainbow heart. (laughs) Oh, I said, I'm glad I've been able to fully accept who I am. Be proud. Oh, it's so cute. And then everyone was like, a lot of people were like messaging me, texting me, Snapchatting me, like texting me. And it was cool. And then there were like a few people that like said some things that I was like, oh my gosh. But I remember being like kind of sad about it. But then I was like, why would I sit here and give them the energy when I have like 500 people literally messaging me right now saying yeah. they're proud of me? Literally. Like, why, are these th- why do these three people matter? Were they saying things like to you or to other people? No, they had tweeted indirectly. Oh my God, classic 2015. <laughs> I know it was like tweeting. straight up Twitter fights. Yeah. <laughs> but like they're super conservative and like they're super like close-minded people mm-hmm. even to this day. So I'm not really like shocked. Um, we were in Eureka them, too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> one, of them, one of them I actually made up with like last year. He, like, completely apologized for everything. Like, he knew exactly why I didn't like him, which is because of his tweet. And he, like, apologized for it. And he was, like, I was young and dumb. Like, I didn't fully understand sexualities as a whole. And, like, I went to college and took some classes. And I learned. And I was, like. Okay. We love to see growth. (laughs) I mean. Right. I was, like, you deserve an award. You made a full 360. Yeah. And to even, like, specially apologize to you, too. Like. He could have right. just learned that stuff and kind of moved on. <laughs> I don't think any, I don't think any girls get any problems. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's pretty. <laughs> Everyone wants <laughs> that awesome. gay best friend. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah. That's literally all it was. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's still how it is to this day. Like every time I go out to the bar, it's like the girls are like, oh my God, I love you. I want to be your best friend. And I'm like, you know nothing about me, but <laughs> I'm assuming my sexuality. 
probably. Yeah. Like, but I'll take the shot. Yeah, but, but yes, please do. Buy me <laughs> this is Looney Reparations. Hurry up. <laughs> <sighs> but I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad there like, were only a couple people who gave you hate about that. I feel like, well, like I, I'm sure a lot of people said stuff behind my back, but do you know how I was in high school? I was very strong and like, yeah, you weren't going to like say that to me. Whenever, like, after you came out and everything, did you experience any kind of like, was there anything different about it? Like after you generally like came out to. Like, oh my God, the whole life. <laughs> whole life. Okay. How's so? that? Explain. Like, well, let's just start out with, I had a gym class in high school after I came out it's like changing the locker room is like a whole different lifestyle Mm. after that like everyone's staring at you in the locker room the entire time because they're trying to see if you're looking at them I I can tell you exactly where my locker was in the locker room it was like straight in the corner by itself like where I could just look straight ahead hurry up and change and like walk like straight out because if I was in there for more than like five seconds I could feel like the energy of everyone just like staring or like guys would wait until I change and left and then they would change just because they didn't want me to look at them. Oh my God. And it's like, honey, you're staring at me. And, I don't know what you're saying. Like, and one of the guys actually got into an argument in the locker room one time and I was like, I don't know why you should act like I'm looking at your, your dick. I said, you sent your girlfriend last night. She showed it to me. So I already seen what you got. Ah! It's not a lot. It's just a whole change. And he really did not, like, he was so, like, blown away by that that he didn't even speak for, like, weeks in class. Like, not even to just not me. He just didn't speak in general. <laughs> and I was like, but you started this. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, but you started this. Like, you didn't want to. Like, I was doing me. Yeah. And you came up and fucking bothered me, so I'm going to come back. <laughs> did- yes. I was like, no. Do you think people are like well particularly men do you think they got like kind of jealous at any point because you were like friends with their girlfriends and stuff do you think like oh yeah yeah I've had a couple girl couple girls tell me that like they couldn't hang out with me because their boyfriends were like I guess threatened by me they like didn't know if I was like actually gay or like if it was for show God. and they would think like that I was like still like trying to hook up with them and stuff and i'm like no no tell me one girl i've hooked up with in high school you literally can't because yeah, i haven't you literally cannot. <laughs> so like why would i start now after coming out yeah like, that would be a horrible a horrible game plan and some of them are jealous that like i guess like all the girls kind of liked me no matter what like mm-hmm. and i was like a part of every friend group because i didn't really have a friend group. i was a part of like every friend group i don't know it was just weird like why would you like one of like a really close friend of mine her we were in high school and her boyfriend was like you can't hang out with him like i just i just don't know his intentions and i was like You're like my intentions be her friend what the fuck <laughs> right like anything i like her dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy how much like i'm sure high school has changed from when we were in it to now <laughs> like right just by bet like I'm sure there's still some responses like that but I feel like now it's almost like you're not cool if you don't yeah like yeah (laughs) yeah because I feel like everybody's a part of at least something like either you're not gay like you're like non-binary or you know like you're something yeah everyone knows now that sexuality is so fluid and gender is so fluid Eureka might still be like 10 years behind just because it's Eureka but but now we know that 
Yeah. <laughs> so did you, whenever you got to like, after you graduated high school and stuff, do you feel as if you have to like come out to people still? Like, do you still? Oh, no. If I could do it again, I would never come out. I would just be me because when did the straight people tell me they were straight? It's like, why do I have to go through this whole extra obstacle of beating my life up? Because if you decided to assume that I was straight, that was your fault. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Like, if people are like, oh, like, why, why won't he come out? I'm like, well, why don't, why does he have to come out? Because he never said that he was straight. He never said that he wasn't straight. Yeah. Like, that was on you. You determined that's what you thought it was because you thought that was normal. I feel like making a, like, a big deal of coming out used to be, like, such bigger, obviously, a bigger deal because it wasn't assumed and or yeah. it was assumed that you were just straight i mean coming out so stupid it's literally something controlled by the straights you have to sit here and make this great announcement that you're not straight no like, how about the straights announce that they are straight yeah because <laughs> i feel like there's less be of them a whole in the lot world less now. i'm about to say there'll be a lot less coming out yeah <laughs> like i do think like my close family like i would have i would have still came out to them but like mm. when i went to college i never i never was like guys i'm gay i was just like me yeah even when I rushed my fraternity, I never was like, hi, I'm rushing as a gay black man. <laughs> you said, like, hey, I'm I, just Tyler. Hey, what's up? <laughs> yes. Did anyone in college or anything, like, did you ever face any sort of adversity in that in college at all? This sounds so conceited, but no. When I got to college, I don't know why, but I, like, ran campus, like, immediately like i, I mean, think it's because i was... me, knowing you <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's conceited really at all about... <laughs> but like i really have to get a lot to do with me being black and gay like in a in indiana in a predominantly white school mm. rushing like every fraternity and my school is like 85 percent of the schools in a greek life okay so greek life is huge in my school like yeah. you have to be in greek life to like do anything rushing as an openly gay black man it was like we have to have it like we have to have them in our fraternity because you are like we just said all the girls my friend yes so like my freshman year i remember like i literally was like one of two people who got bids for every fraternity on campus and i was like queen shit <laughs> yeah, that's the agenda, bitch. <laughs> but like, I remember that, like, that's after that semester for me, like, there was so many more people who were gay rushing because they felt that they could be in fraternities other than Lambda Chi because Lambda Chi wasn't ninety five percent bisexual or gay at our school. Lambda Chi ran a guy, like that was a fact. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they were like, they like pushed that they would be like LGBT freely, like they pushed for that. I didn't want to yeah. be a part of that. Yeah, I wanted to go to like the straight ones to like change their mindset so they can change the future. Well, that's so that's so sweet that people felt comfortable afterwards, though. Like you kind of led this. Yeah, way. they were like messaging me, be like, "How can I like? What should I say or what should I do?" And I'm like, "Be you." Like if they treat you any different, that's not the fraternity for you. Let's just like you. If you don't present your authentic self to anyone, Greek life club, organization, job, whatever, like then they're not. Like, and if you do and they don't accept you, like, why would you want to be there anyway? And you're the one who's going to suffer mentally later on. So yeah. you might as well be yourself. Did you feel like you were kind of <laughs> like this uh, role model figure for a lot of the baby yes, they, like, <laughs> There's so many baby gays. I still talk to one and <laughs> I love him. 
he's like asked some like very personal stuff. He does not have anyone gay in his life but me. Like he has no like anyone. Yeah. So, and he that he like didn't come out to like his senior year of high school, and he's from Texas. Oh, God. <laughs> so, and he's like Latino, so like already like just double double homicide. Double homicide. <laughs> <laughs> So when he got there, he met me. He was like, oh my gosh, I just need to ask you things that like you probably were able to figure out at a younger age when you came out because I couldn't. I was like, yeah. And some of those questions, I was like, oh my God, you're such a baby gay. I literally told him, I was like, you're such a baby. I was like, I answered some of these questions before I even came out. Yeah. And he was like, really? And I was like, yes. Like, he yeah. just didn't know anything. And I was like, oh my God, you, I guess, even though I went to Eureka, I lived in St. Louis City and my mom's a social worker. So I was always exposed to so much. Mm-hmm. As a kid, like she has drag and stuff like that. So I grew up seeing drag queens like yeah. in our house. They would walk yeah. around with their fake boobs and butts, and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he had never even been to a drag show before. He had never been to Pride before. He had Grinder, but I was like, well, let's just steer away from that right now. Yeah. Like, that's so fun about kind of growing up about like around drag queens and stuff. I feel like that's what makes the difference and that's why kids are just growing up way more accepting is like if you see it if you're exposed to it like you just that's normal like that's right how it works it's so important for kids to go to pride because that's how they get this well-rounded experience and they see it and they know it as normal and see it as fun and it's like then they grow up being nice people there is nothing that makes me more mad when they're like, you guys are trying to push homosexuality onto our kids. I'm like, no. How many movies and books do we read about heterosexual couples? How many times do I go to my aunt's house and they're like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? They automatically assume I have a girlfriend at five years old. And they want yeah. to tease, like, what girls do you like in kindergarten? And stuff like that. No, you guys are pushing your political agenda on us and yeah. not. Like, oh, kids deserve to go to Pride. There's literally nothing wrong to seeing people happy, hug each other in a bubbles colorful stuff candy it's like a kid's dream yeah and there's like i know it's like certain prides i know the one in springfield at least had a section for kids like only and it was like drag queens read them books and like they got to put face paint on and stuff like that like if you're really that worried about it yeah because all that stuff is harmless yeah it's really harmless yeah because yeah we had princess movies growing up that only talked about the princess being saved from a freaking prince and it was all about love like that's the whole story of it and, and they were all white we didn't yeah. even have the we didn't even have jasmine learning about gay people doesn't automatically make you gay yeah Either you are or you aren't <laughs> yeah and like if anything like, it helps what? kids who are questioning like figure it out sooner and so they can live a happier healthier life like exactly so they don't have to go through what i went through for years trying to figure out how to say it or how to be it yeah Ugh. There's yeah. no, I just don't understand that. I still will never, like, that really grinds my ears. Their reasoning for why kids shouldn't go is, like, the exact reason why we have pride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I argued with someone on Facebook today about this, um, on KDSK, of course. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was like, why do the gays need a whole entire month of holidays? And I was like, <sighs> especially with the protests, like, that was happening last summer. I was like, dude. There was, like, even some, like, LGBTQIA people who were, like, I just don't understand my mom. Like, you have a whole month because people protested, just so you're aware. Mm-hmm. Like, it does work. 
Yeah. And no, they were not out there like peacefully saying like, yes, please stop, please stop. No, they got violent too sometimes. Yeah. Like not everyone's Martin Luther King. That's why we have Malcolm X for a reason. And that is a big thing with white members of the LGBTQIA plus community because a lot of them still are conservative. Like even if they're gay in any sort of way, they're still conservative. And it's like, how? How? (laughs) I don't really know how to put it, but like, have you ever, you know, obviously you're black and gay. That's an intersection. I guess, have you ever had experiences with that kind of showcase that intersectionality how do i think my life is that says i'm both yeah like what kind of experiences have you had like having both of those well it's very frowned upon to be gay in the black communities black people are like some of the most homophobic people on the planet like seriously they just think god would never make a black man gay so yeah um i have a lot of members who are super homophobic they're just but a lot of it is based off god okay because the bible says like man shall sleep with man whatever but like they don't understand that that is a translation error i think that's so funny when people quote that uh tweet or not tweet hello the bible <laughs> when the bible was beat but when people quote that, because I'm like, there are so many things in the Bible that you absolutely do that it says not to do. So I would just love, let's go through it together. And I know. I really tell them all the time, like, why do you guys get to pick and choose? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure you put wear two different types of condom. You have all six. Like, yeah. pretty sure you get drunk and you've been drunk last night. Like, yeah. I remember when everyone was using, I vividly remember this in high school because I remember tweeting it. Um, it was something, it was like, the it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Uh, that bullshit gets to me so hard. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Literally shut the fuck up. Like, Because uh, we don't know if either of them were there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Maybe. tweeting it. I Like somebody tweeted it and I was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like that. Oh my god! Oh my god! They used to always bring that up. It's not Adam Eve. Ugh. Yeah, it's like that's the weakest argument you could have, it's honestly. Argument, and it's all interpretation. Everything's an interpretation. It's literally a like you can have a relationship with God without ever reading the Bible and still not judge other people because guess what? If you did read the Bible, He would say, "Don't judge others." Yeah, that's His. Yeah, like you're telling me Jesus wouldn't come to pride. Are you kidding me? He would totally be there. <laughs> he would definitely be there with his little robe on and he would tie down the bottom of it for us. <laughs> <laughs> and he um, would definitely wear a flower crown. Yeah, oh, he would definitely wear a fucking flower crown. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also be like they believe God is white. Like they are so, they always paint pictures of him white. I'm like, he's literally from the Middle East. What white person came from the Middle East? Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> there's no white people in the middle east like yeah and i think especially with like Lil nas and anything like that like that oh it's escalated with him yeah like him doing that is like like i don't know why but like they're like even more upset yeah because now oh you're black gay and you're making millions of dollars like this is just so unacceptable yeah and, and you're like, like stripping on top of satan they're like oh okay. my I did, I literally had this conversation with one of my aunts who's like pretty close minded about it. I was like, "Why are you mad? He literally killed the devil." <laughs> At the end of the video, he literally breaks the devil's neck. And I was like, well, "Isn't that our whole goal of living and serving God?" Yeah. <laughs> like, 
and she was like unacceptable and i was like but you don't even have a rebuttal because you know i'm right yeah like your point of serving god is to be away from the devil and he killed the devil so no one else had to deal with the devil yeah then i was also asking i was like why are you mad because you always say gays are going to hell he just did what y'all told him he's just put a visual <laughs> He literally said, okay, I'm going to hell. Let's go. And in a visual for it. So, like, why would you be upset? That's where you said he was going. He just didn't, he was just following directions. I think that's so, well, what you're saying about, like, Christianity kind of being, like, the main pole for that, like, idea of you can't be black and gay or whatever. And so I think that his video just showcasing, like, religion is so much more impactful in that way because it's like. Yeah, I'm sure he probably he's probably dealing with it at a high, way higher degree than me obviously because he has like millions of followers mm-hmm. but i couldn't like i i don't know at least he has money backing him up like i know money's not everything but like it does help to have like the resources because yeah. like that's just i don't know there's so like like a the trans a black trans woman's life expectancy is like 32 years old yeah yeah like what the black- fuck in America, the greatest country in the world? Yeah. Like... 32 is all you got for us? Uh-huh. Dude, it's so low. It's, like, devastating low. Yeah. And nobody talks about it. Of course not. Because, because why would they, we? And they don't care. And they yeah. don't want... To, they want it to be that low. Because they don't want it to be happening at all. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no. I always see GoFundMes for, like, trans women who's been, like, abused. And, like... like and I'm like, oh, my God. And everyone's just, like, so casual. Yeah. And that, just GoFundMe, like, that is our, that's literally our healthcare. And that's our, like, that GoFundMe is the backbone of this country, honestly. Funerals and everything. Like, you should not have to create a GoFundMe just to bury your loved one. Speaking of pride, um, being a flight student as LGBTQIA is pretty awful, just so you're aware. Like, it's so? pretty you're a man you're a man you're a woman you're a woman there's no in-betweens no nothing men can't wear makeup men can't have earrings men can't have their hair down or like past their like earlobes um the trans women they don't make uniforms big enough for like because like some trans women are like taller than most women Mm -hmm. they don't make the uniforms long enough for them so they just say like "Eh, sorry you can't fit the uniform you can't work here type thing it's horrible oh my god have you ever like experienced any kind of like right now, like I like my hair is like this how long it is, and like I'm like uh-huh. growing it. I want it to be longer. They're like, we don't know if you can have long hair. And I was like, I'll see you in court. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, you can't police my hair. But girls have long hair, you guys, it's not a safety thing, and we do the exact same job. Yeah. And especially like guys can't wear makeup or anything like that. That's fucked up. I'm in trouble for a lip gloss. And I was like, no, this is Vaseline. They're like, it's too shiny for Vaseline. And I was like, okay. You can't have your nails painted, anything. Like, guys can't even have clear nail polish. Because I do love my job so much, but, like, I'm one of those people who are, like, slowly pushing progression on them. I'm, like, fighting every little thing. Which I I know they hate it. But, like, also, I'm like, no. This is 2021. This is not 1970s. Men can have earrings and still open the door in emergency. Yeah. can have on and still open the door in emergencies if someone doesn't want to accept a soda for me because my nails are painted they can be thirsty yeah literally literally That's, yeah because they're dying. if they're dying they're gonna be like oh your nails are painted i can't take it so i'll just die no they're gonna drink it yeah yeah then they're literally like when you're on a plane and you're going down like who the fuck they're really gonna be like well you can't help me because you're wearing makeup like yeah. 
I'm like, sorry, I can't help. I have a full face on. I have to just sit here and die with you. Yeah. Like, it's the stupidest thing ever. It's literally the stupidest thing ever. Because, like, flight attendants have, like, a look. Is that, like, what they're going yeah. for? Yes. The flight's going to look. Surprise, yeah. actually. I'm going to take a picture look. Yeah. First of all, let's just say that it is so toxic if someone finds out that they're trans. Like, because everybody is like, oh, do you hear who the trans person is? And it's like, tea and it's like no this is not tea this is someone's life yeah and like one of the pilots the one little girl that i worked with she doesn't work anymore she quit because it was so bad but one of the pilots i was with her well i was getting off the plane and she was getting on the plane and the pilot's just like hey are you a trans one and i was like you did not say the trans one he said that to her are you fucking kidding her face was like bright red and I was like, I'll say something to him when we walk away. So then, like, she was like, am I trans? Yes. And he was like, oh, interesting. And I was like, and I, like, told him after we walked away, I was like, you can't ask people if they are trans. That's not, like, that's not how this works. And then he was like, well, her voice was still deep. Like, she still sounded like a man. And I was like, I was like, okay, so we're having, like, serious, like, co- like communication breakdowns because you're not getting what I'm putting down. Yeah. Something's real disrespectful about it at this point. I was like, you not ask one of their man or woman. It's none of your business because you're not sleeping with that person either way. He's like, I thought trans people didn't care if people knew they were trans. I was like, it's not about them, but you don't know this person. Yeah. And also, like, you, you literally just... walked up and was like, are you the trans one? Everyone's... So now she has to think for the rest of her work day, everyone at work thinks is talking about me being trans. Yeah. Just not getting to the point where they actually hire men. Yeah, and you had to be single. You had to be a virgin. The flight students who are flying right now have been flying for decades. Mm -hmm. So they still have that flight to look, and they're okay with keeping that flight to look because they're like, well, this is how it always has been. I'm like, well, that's not how it always should be. Yeah, just because it's always been that way doesn't mean it's good. I don't get it. But, like, honestly, I think it would be even worse to be a pilot and be gay. Mm -hmm. Why do you say that? Because... I know gay pilots, and they're like, dude, it sucks. Like, because once, like, it's just like high school. Once they find out you're gay, you're in the cockpit together, they act like you're so close, you're going to touch them randomly, and, like, you're staring at them. It's just like, no, bro, I have nothing else to look at. You're two feet away, we're 45,000 feet in the sky. Like, what else do you want me to look at? Yes, I'm going to look at you. Yeah. Also, just because I look at you doesn't mean it's in a sexual fucking way. Like, what? I don't have to sexualize everything. I feel like that's what people do with, like, gay culture they sexualize it like everything like everything i do everything i do is like sexual i'm like no it's not like Like, i just can't be they're so stupid living my fucking life actually (laughs) like uh, yeah yeah i don't get it no it's just because that's the way the it's against the mainstream quote unquote even though it is the mainstream now i feel but dude it's insane like um but i wanted to ask you if you have any advice for baby gays that don't necessarily know how to navigate like not even like come out but just like navigate like what kind of advice would you give from your experience just uh, always be you for sure like everyone says that all the time but like actually be you because you never want to have to backtrack and backtracking is the hardest thing um and like honestly just go out there and do it like whatever you want to do just do it people don't everyone's not gonna like everything you do and that's fine that's just not for them that's, but someone else is gonna love that you did it so just stay true to who you are and you will always find happiness 
Let's go. Look at you. Look at you. I get it. Hard screaming. Remember you collecting justice. He said, I am your role model, bitch. Look to me. <laughs> okay. So tell everyone where they can find you on the social media, where they can follow you. <laughs> it is always Prince Tyler, one word, Tyler, two R's, two underscores after Tyler on everything. He has a brand, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I love you. Thank you for doing this. I love you too. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Alrighty, how much did you guys enjoy Tyler? I already know you're going to be absolutely in love with her. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, learning a little bit more about Juneteenth and just Tyler's story of coming out. And also about flight attendants, because I definitely did not know that information. So it was really, really, I mean, not cool because it's, it's not cool. But it was interesting to hear about that from a flight attendant perspective, because I feel we are growing more and more progressive, but there's obviously so much work that still needs to be done. And actually, just yesterday, a day after we recorded this episode, the Senate unanimously passed a bill that made Juneteenth a federal holiday, which is long overdue, but I've seen a lot of people also say that it doesn't, like it means something, of course, but it doesn't mean something when the government has so many laws across states, uh, individual state governments, and also nationally that disenfranchise black people everywhere. So although we can celebrate this victory and celebrate that it is going to be a national holiday, what we really need to focus on is teaching it to kids, teaching it in schools, teaching it as a part of history, and also actually uplifting black voices and making black people heard in this country so it's a celebration for sure but I don't want to give our government just a write-off because they did this one thing so let's not forget to keep being loud keep raising up voices of those who are disadvantaged by the government um we're literally loud mouthers so please go out there still make sure your voice is heard still make sure that those people's voices are amplified so much louder than yours give them a platform to talk on because it's an important issue and we are like tyler said we are becoming more and more aware of it and celebrating it more and more and it's becoming more in the mainstream but that doesn't mean that our work is done that doesn't mean that we can't still be holding our government accountable just because they did this one thing of letting Juneteenth be a holiday when it should have been years and years ago. So I hope you guys enjoyed Tyler. I will have all their show or all their links down in down in the show notes. Goodness gracious. I will also have a couple of um, the Juneteenth website down below that you can donate to and also just various Black Lives Matter organizations that are work particularly with LGBTQIA black youth and also just black people everywhere so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode please make sure to follow the podcast give it a five-star review follow tyler follow me at loudmouth pod on instagram and also at loudmouth underscore pod on twitter um i just created that like last week so make sure you go follow me on there make sure that you celebrate juneteenth and that you lift up some black voices on today and every day 
I love you guys so much. Thanks for being loud with me today. I'll talk to you guys next Wednesday. Bye.